What are you listening to? You don't know that the guy's just put I know that. No, this is one that I know. Tom Brady's bordering now on Godlike. You gotta put the bourbon down and go to a doctor. He's... All right, listen up, y'all. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Bump and Run. <laughs> I am Pete Calisano, joined as always. By my heavily bearded friend Scott Bracey. What's going on, dude? Oh, that's me. Good afternoon, everybody. Looking good, uh, too. My goodness, it's coming in lovely. How are you, pal? Thank you. Buddy. I'm doing okay. I am super excited for this particular podcast because we had oh, what a week of NFL football games last week. Um, and then, of course, after the games are over, there's some controversy about, well, I don't know if it's controversy, but there are questions being raised about how to how overtime should be played. And then we get some surprise coaching news. And then we get Hall of Fame announcements. And then, of course, Aaron Rodgers is a douchebag as always. But that hasn't really been different than any other day. So we'll, we'll do what we always do, right? We'll do what we always do. Um, why don't we just get right to it? No nonsense. Let's get right so, to these NFL games last week. So normally, my friend... We go in order of the games played, but since you have been front and center on the Aaron Rodgers saga from last year on, I will start with the Saturday night game. Yes, please. And let you take the floor as these as the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers shit their pants and lose 13-10 to the Niners. And, sir, you have the floor. I'm going to say that the Green Bay Packers didn't shit the bed. I think Aaron Rodgers shit the bed. And here's the funny thing. Um, I could... Real quick, I know you have the floor, but real quick, I think the special teams could. Well, the special teams sucked. I'm looking at the defense, and I'm thinking they played their asses off. They played great. They didn't. They gave up basically three oh, they points. Played great. Like, they played great. <laughs> you know, the defense basically gave up three points. Um, well, six. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh I'll give them six. You, you, if your defense gives up I, six I mean, points, I mean, you expect I mean, to win. I mean, yeah. yeah, if your defense yeah. gives up six points and your quarterback is Aaron Rodgers, you would sign up for that every goddamn week, and you'd expect to go undefeated. Well, that's why I want you to go nuts here. Right. So, have- so here's the thing that's funny. People say he shit the bed, and and as far as uh, losing the game and coming up small, he did. One of the strengths that's acknowledged as one of Aaron Rodgers' strengths is that he's kind of like cool, calm, and collected, and it almost looks like he's uh, he's kind of got an I don't give an f attitude on the field like he's very, he seems very nonchalant and in a regular season I think that serves him very well because it's a long grind and you don't want to get too high too low and you want to be level-headed you want you don't want to be Baker Mayfield all the time where you're like hot 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 cold 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 hot 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 cold 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 Aaron Rodgers definitely isn't that right but in the playoffs there needs to be a sense of urgency and if you ask me what I saw out of Aaron Rodgers I didn't see fear or anxiety or anxiousness or nervousness or anything like that I saw a guy who just kind of did what he always does. He didn't step up his game any more than he ever does. He didn't do anything other than he other ever does. One of Aaron Rodgers' beautiful things is that he very rarely, I mean, what did he have, four interceptions this year? He very rarely turns the ball over. Now, part of turning the ball over is that you take risks. Maybe sometimes they're unnecessary risks, but you take risks, pushing the ball down the field, maybe trying to throw it to a, a, a player that you love. Uh, because he's a great player like a Devontae Adams and you force it to him and sometimes it doesn't go your way. Right. Aaron Rodgers would have been wise to take some more risks. And if you look at what San Francisco did in this game, 
they took away any kind of deep to medium balls and they said, go ahead, keep dinking and dunking, dinking and dunking. And he did and ended up kicking a couple field goals, punting the ball, a lot of three and outs. They kept everything in front of him. And here's what you won't see. You would never have seen that from Tom Brady. You would never have seen that from Russell Wilson. You would never have seen that from Peyton Manning. Uh, Joe Burrow certainly doesn't do that. We'll talk about that when we get to his game. Sometimes, especially when you're as gifted and talented as Aaron Rodgers is, you got to throw a little caution to the wind and see if you can make a play and if one of your guys can make a play. Even if it looks like they're covered, even if it's not necessarily the right, the right quote unquote, right place to throw it. And he never did that. You have maybe the best receiver in the league and you never really gave him a shot to make big plays. And if, if being a little like laissez faire is shitting the bed, then yeah, he shit the bed. Cause that's what he was. He, to me, he just was almost like, eh, whatever happens, happens. It's not on me. Like whatever, dude, you're the $40 million man. You got to go make that shit happen. And it just looked like to me, like he didn't make things happen. And remember we talked about this last week. When it comes down to end of the regular season, when guys are fighting for playoff spots, and when it comes to the playoffs, it's not about scheme, it's about players making plays. And all year, to me, it was about scheme for them. Except maybe the Arizona game, when they had all these injuries and all these COVID, and and Aaron Rodgers lifted his team and somehow beat the Cardinals with very little on his side. He didn't do that in this game at all. He didn't make plays himself. And he didn't give his star players a chance to make plays. And I think that's really, obviously, the special teams stuff goes along with it. But you're talked of as the best, one of the best quarterbacks in the league and one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. You have to go make plays. That's just the way it is. Drew Brees has to go make plays. Dan Marino has to go make plays. Joe Montana has to go make plays. (laughs) You can't just sit back and dink and dunk and say, well, this is what the defense gave me. Sometimes you got to go make it happen. And he didn't do that. Watching a lot of Aaron Rodgers games or, or or red zone games or whatever that, with him on my fantasy team this year, I feel like he's had some games where he's thrown the ball up to Lazard, made a place, valed out scantling. It's very him. rare. We guys like – it's and, very rare, but he's done it. He didn't do that at all. Didn't do week, it at all. Ex- except the last drive before they pumped it over to San Fran. And I don't think that was the time to do it where he tried to throw a double coverage to, to Adams. And I'm not saying he threw the game at all, but it, it looked very weird this this game. It just did you see intensity he, he, from him? He, did he look he, like he was in like into the game? Those, he would throw those out routes to Lazard and, and Adams and, and, and Jones and he threw it maybe twice. There was no fire. Then know, it started man. to snow and it looked like it got worse. I, I don't know if the word is disinterested, I, I, but he certainly I I look uh, at Tom Brady, I look at Pat Mahomes. I look Allen. at Josh Allen. I look at Joe Burrow. I mean, pretty much, I look at uh, Matt Matt Stafford. I look at J- Jimmy Garoppolo. And I just see a level of intensity. It, Even Tannehill tried to yes, play more than Adams. Yes. Like, yeah. So that's what I saw. I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm like, it's dude, weird. this guy almost like he's so laid back. So California laid back, yoga, meditating. Like, you got to lift your game. And maybe this has been the problem for the last 10 years. Incredibly gifted, lots of talent, frankly, surrounded by lots of talent too. But in crunch time, when you're supposed to elevate your intensity and elevate your game, he never does. He really just never does. And, and I give you credit in the picks. You uh, you said he has some clunkers in games that matter. 
and add another one to the list, bro. Yeah, that was that was a clunker of all clunkers in games before, even last year with Tampa and the championship yes. team. They were in it. They just made a, a decision to kick instead of go for it. It's uh, not just that. I look back. See, people people tend to points. tend to lean on that one possession where they didn't go for it when he could have ran the ball in, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before that even happened, Tam- Tom Brady threw three consecutive interceptions. Three consecutive interceptions. And they didn't do anything. They didn't get any points off those interceptions. Not a single point. Maybe they got a field goal. I don't know. But it yeah, wasn't. I think they, yeah. Maybe they a something. field goal off of three Tom Brady interceptions. Dude. Peyton Manning gets three interceptions off of Tom oh. Brady. Dude, you think they're not going to take strikes? They're not going to take shots at the end zone? They're not going to make something happen? You go make something happen. Troy Aikman. Like, you, could argue, you could argue Eli Manning. Yes. No, for sure. And that's what I've seen from him is that in big spots, he's not willing to so much like take that risk, go to the next yeah. level and say, yeah. it's almost like, well, I don't make mistakes, so I'm not going to make one now. Oh, dude. Sometimes you just got to flip a coin and, and try to make something happen. Try to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Like, you just have to do it sometimes. Sometimes you just have to take, you know, when you see Devontae Adams one-on-one, even though he looks covered, chuck it up to him. I know you don't necessarily like doing that, but you're going to have to sometimes. And he just didn't, and he, I don't know, he just, the intensity to me wasn't there. And it was really kind of, I don't know if the word is disappointing, but uh, that that's to me, I saw a guy who let his team down. Like, he didn't elevate his game as the best player on a team and one of the best players in the league. 39 years old, 38, he's running out of time. We'll see if he stays with Green Bay or not. But Now let's look at the opposite. Jimmy Garoppolo plays three and a half quarters of mediocre to poor foot. But what happens in the last drive? Two minutes left on the clock. Two minutes left on the clock. Three, two and a half minutes left on the clock. They get the ball on a 20-yard They get the ball on a 29-yard line. And who's he got? Goes to Kittle. Goes to Samuel. Goes to play. Ayuk goes to. He makes plays. He makes plays and gets them down in position to make a field goal and win a game. I mean, you could say what you want about Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not trying to say Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Aaron Rodgers or any of these guys. But go look at Jimmy Garoppolo in the fourth quarter compared to Aaron Rodgers. Go look at Jimmy Garoppolo making comebacks compared to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers never makes comebacks. We both had him, what, seven last week on our eight quarterbacks? Jimmy G? So. At least the seven or eight, yeah. Yeah, Tannehill was eight. Jimmy G was seven. And, uh, yeah, it's not pretty, but Christ, I mean, that's... He wins. At least show a pulse. The guy's hurt. Yeah, we. I mean, the we've talked is, about that on this... coming off a bye, man? Like, it, yeah. they just the level of intensity well, well, wasn't there. He's got to get a little shit here, too. I mean, sure, you have to. Not a, not a ton. Yeah, I don't, and I, I don't know what he can do about Aaron Rodgers' intensity level. Because frankly, the defense was killing it. The defense played oh, fantastic. Man. Gary, and, you know, and, uh, and Smith, and yeah. Oh, so, you know, obviously the special teams were bad. I, I just, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is a disappointment, and and I got to be honest with you. Here's a guy who right after, do, right after the game, pretty much. Now I don't put too much stock into what these guys say, say immediately after games. Okay. But he's also created an aura around him of saying things and then we react, right? He started talking about retirement again and how I'm going to, you know, yeah. deal with that. You're a Denver fan. If you're a Raiders fan, if you're a Tennessee Titans fan, if you're a, I don't know where else he could go, a Colts fan. Giants, or maybe not, maybe right? not Saints anymore. Are you going to give up like four draft picks and two starters for a guy that a year from now might just say, you know what, screw this, I'm retiring? 
Yep. You're going to sacrifice your future for no future? Yep. For a guy who a year from now could be like, mm, you know what? I'm done. Because guess what? You go to those teams, it might not be like it is with Green Bay. And you might not like saying. it. I understand what you're saying. I think a lot of his shtick with this is Green Bay related. I understand, but what it, what happens is you, you as a GM, you got to remember that GM's job is on the line. Okay? So if you're Pace, is that the guy in Denver? No, Peyton. Peyton. If you bring, if you sell the farm, you give up Judy, you give up two first round picks, you give up a defensive end or something like that. I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you bring him in, and he gets pissed, and he don't like you, and you go, you go uh, ten and eight, and you miss the seven. playoffs, ten, ten and seven. seven, you miss the playoffs, and he's like, I'm gonna retire. And what if he actually does, dude? You're fired. Peyton to get fired. Okay, I look at it from the other way. What if he doesn't? What if Denver makes no effort, a little effort, and he goes to Vegas and wins the Super Bowl, and you had a chance to get him? This is this is make, a, you have you have to make the effort. You have to. I'm sorry. I, I understand, but I, what I'm all I'm saying is is if what this talk number one it causes concern from GMs, and then it drives down the price, and then Green Bay can turn around and say, who's, eh. who's a bigger risk, him or Watson? I think he is. Because because here's the thing, Watson's not going to jail. He's not gonna go to prison. Do we know that? We know that. Yeah, because it's not gonna. If that's not. He's oh, not gonna go to prison. For, what if he gets suspended eight games? But even if he got suspended for eight games, you're gonna get him back, and he's still 26 years old. Like you got him for 10 years. You can have him for te- technically for 10 years. If you yeah, lose yeah, Rodgers, you I'm, lose him. Period. I'd rather take Rodgers for three years or two years. You might not get him for that though. That's what I'm saying. I, I think we get him for at least two years. All my only point is, as a GM now, saying, yeah, as a GM, you got to be careful you got, you now. Got, you got to where, get something for a reward, bro. Where if you know, it wasn't, if he wasn't like this, you're not concerned about that. You're not even thinking about that. The guy I looks think, physically like he could play for but, five more years easily. I think this is, I think this is a Green Bay issue. I think he kind of knows he can't win there. And, and, the, and you I, talk about, I don't know if that's his doing or not. But I don't know. But what I do know too is, you could sit there and say, well, if he goes to Las Vegas and wins a Super Bowl, he doesn't even win a Super Bowl with a team that's friggin' loaded. I'm just giving you. You're giving me scenarios. I'm giving you. Yeah, scenarios. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. All. But what's more likely that he goes to the Raiders and wins a Super Bowl, or he plays one more year and says, "Fuck this, I'm retiring." I'm just using his own words. Sure. I'm using his own career. He's he's going to be 39 next year. You're you're banking on a Super Bowl. I don't know. That that's. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I probably still would. But I'm just saying you have as a GM, you're going to have a little more trepidation because of all well, the things he says and the way he acts. All right, tough guy. Jets, they call the Jets. They won't I will not do it. I wouldn't Tucker. do it. Yeah, no. They want, no, I wouldn't do it. I, I don't want it. Why? We're not We're not even close to a Super Bowl. Why the fuck would I want him? Yeah, we're not even close yeah, to a Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, that's true. You're not close we need more players. We don't need less picks and less players. <laughs> we need a lot more. <laughs> it's, it's, All right. It's, it's, um, you know, it's, um, I heard today I or yesterday, Colts is like a brilliant idea because I could see Carson Wentz going back there and then he, he'd still be the best quarterback in that division right now. Um, Colts is a nice one. I still think the Raiders is the best for both worlds. I think it works best for <clears throat> for um. You watch your mouth for Rogers because he gets close to he gets close to California and they're a nice looking team. I think it's a great deal for Green Bay. Um, you got Denver. Who else is on? I heard the Titans is even an option, which would be. I heard the Giants. No shot he wants to go to the Giants. Why would you want to go to the Giants? They stink yeah. and they have terrible offensive line. I think yeah. the Titans one is actually really interesting. That's probably it, right? That's a real Titans, interesting one. Titans is interesting, but man, yeah. they got to give up everything too because they. Well, you send Tannehill if, back too. Well, you give Tannehill back, and then they want they he's going to want to play with Jones and Brown and Henry. So. Well, those guys have to be free agents. They're not, it's not going to happen. What are you talking about? 
Who's going to want to play with Johnson? Rogers is going to want to play with those guys, so they can't be in the trade. You know what I mean? Like, oh no, 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 sure, sure, sure. They'll yeah, be picks. So They'll have, be picks. Green Bay, I want yeah. picks. Yeah, because you want to save the cash. Because now you got to well, pay that's, Tannehill. Well, too. that's why I heard. I heard Philly's got the best picks, but he's not going to want to play. He's not going to want to go there. So. Yeah, he'll yeah, veto so. that trade. So uh, anyway, thing, go ahead. One more yeah. thing, we'll move on. Dude, and the weather set up perfectly for them too. He's playing this oh, weather all the time. It's just the whole thing's bizarre. This is why the NFL is amazing. Because this game makes no sense. Um, it makes no sense that they won. And the way it was played, it even makes no sense that th- that San Francisco won. I mean, we're not even talking about San Francisco. Their front seven is fantastic. Now, their, yeah. their, back, their backfield, their defensive backfield is not great. But they did a pretty decent job. And the reality is your defensive backfield gets a lot better when you're getting pressure on a quarterback. Always does. So, Fred Warner is... Yeah, good player. Oh, goodness gracious. Is he good? Obviously, Joey Bosa. They have a number of guys on that team on that defense. It makes a big difference. So, uh, they're a tough out. Yeah, man. They're they're just a tough out. They get after it. They get after it. And those guys got endless motors. So We will move on to the first game of the day. The first number one seed to go down. Incredible. The uh, Cincinnati Bengals 19, the Tennessee Titans 16. Uh Joe Burrow's one tough son of a bitch Isn't on top he? of being good. He got sacked nine times. Yeah. The Titans got to him nine times. And, and they won the game. If, if, if and I since am, he won the game. Yeah. yeah. If I am if I am a defensive player in that Titan locker room, I want Tannehill's head on a platter. Well, there's that. And and there's also that's the, if you want to know, tell me something about Joe Burrow. You just say, the guy got sacked nine times. Nine times. That's not even every time he got hit. That's just the nine times right. he got sacked. Yep. Okay, by the way, the dude, uh, Simmons... For Tennessee, oh my, oh, oh my god, what an unstoppable machine! Holy shit! Um, wow, I mean, he put on a clinic, but Jesus. Anyway, uh, just if you were describing Joe Brady, just like the guy got sacked nine times and he still brought his team to a victory at the end of the on game. the road, insane. I mean, it's just insane. Um, and I got to say, once again, Tennessee comes up small in the playoffs. This is this is kind yeah. of becoming a little pattern now. And I'm I'm wondering if it has to do with the fact that they run they're so dependent on the run, and then when that gets stuffed, maybe Tannehill seems to be coming up small small in most of these games. It's a problem. It really is a problem. It would man, could you imagine Aaron Rodgers on that team? That might be a better fit than any of the others. How much do you think Henry has great years left? I wouldn't I wouldn't like bank, bank or on, bet or yeah, pay him I, more than I, say I, two. Two more years, and playing that game, yeah. Five. How long can you do it, man? I, I, yeah, and he's like, you know, this is his first time he's got really banged up. Well, I was saying, and his style. Yeah, his style is what you know. Alvin Kamara is a very, you know, darty, shifty kind of guy. You can play for a long time like that. Uh, His style as a battering ram, it's tough. You know, you mentioned James Connors last week for Arizona, like, yeah. His style is very physical. Number one, it's hard to make it through an entire season. And number two, it's hard to, you know, have a long career. It's just difficult, you know. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, Cincinnati's got some unbelievable weapons. Um, For all the talk about their coach, I mean, uh, Zach Taylor, like, is, is doing a great job. And he's got those guys playing hard. And let's be honest. We don't really talk much about their defense because it's always Joe Burrow. It's always the wide Jamar Chase and um, is it Higgins? Is that is that one of the guys? Yeah, like yeah. a Mixon. Boyd. The defense played really well. Uzama. The defense really, really played well, and we were concerned that they were going to be, you know, hurt really bad because of the defensive lineman that was out. Yeah. 
but dude, they played great. They deserved the win. Hung around, hung around, hung around, and pulled it out at the end. It's it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Tennessee has some questions that need to be answered at quarterback. That's really what it comes down to. And they should they should cut Julio Jones as soon as possible. It's, it's a total waste probably, and a money probably suck. Not a, probably not a bad idea. Yeah, like, it's a total actually, waste and a money suck. It just really is. He's he's a waste. He's done. Michael Michael Thomas? I'm just kidding. I, I, I want Michael Thomas like 16. I just want to say we should pat ourselves <laughs> on the back again because we said this when they made the trade. Everybody's like, does this make them the favorite? And I'm like, the guy's washed up. What are you talking By about? By the way, watching <laughs> you, you watching A.J. Green, A.J. Brown, excuse me, the last couple he's weeks. Big. He's underrated as hell, right? Yes. He's, under, he's good, man. He's a big, strong he's dude, too, man. He's really good. Him? And DK Metcalf on Ole Miss, and they did shit. That's crazy, right? <laughs> That's just crazy. Doesn't even make sense. That was First pre. Thing, um, that was before um, Kiffin, right? Yeah, Kirk and before Corral. Corral. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I didn't those, realize how big he those was. Guys together? No, <laughs> no. I didn't realize how big he was. I mean, he's a big dude. Oh, I for some reason, I thought he was a smaller guy. No, he's and, that, and you know, Tannehill probably holds him back. Honestly. Oh yeah, well the system does. They, you know, yeah. because they don't chuck it as much. Yeah, he may want out of there when he becomes a free agent. I mean, they'll probably franchise him, but anyway, that's down the road. First game Sunday. The Rams hold on, but they did their best to let TB12 <laughs> do what he does. Rams 30, Buccaneers 27. Unbelievable. Um, you know what's funny about this? I'm like, you wake up Sunday morning, and you're like, Jesus, yesterday was amazing. Oh, wow. just it's too bad. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way we're gonna get a day like that again. Before you go on, did you get your eleven fifteen nap in Sunday morning? Oh, I was ready to go. Yeah, I was ready to go. I felt good. I, I was up and <laughs> I, I took a little little baby nap and uh, I actually went out for the first half of the game. I went out to a oh, local you're, establishment. You woke up feeling dangerous. Yeah, it? yeah. And then at halftime, like I'm getting out of here, man. Why would I sit here and watch the rest of this game and pay money for for booze when I have some at home? <laughs> and then it's just. You know, so the but, but let me just so you wake up and you're like, there's no way we're gonna get a day like yesterday, and it's like, nope, uh, and it's gonna be even better. <laughs> Can't pay attention now. So, um, you know, I mentioned I was out for the first half of the game, and I'm like, wow, this is this is something. And then I get home, and then you start seeing the the posts on 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 social media. Oh, Tom Brady's done. F Tom Brady. Finally, he's out. And I'm like, this is in the third quarter. And I'm like, slow down, just slow down, okay? I actually, you know, commented, commented. slow down. And then you get a, a field goal, and you're like, well, that's not enough. And then they get a touchdown, and then you're like, well, but they, and then there's a fumble, and then there's an interception, and then you're like, Jesus Christ. And then they tie up the goddamn game, and you're thinking, he does it again. Does it he again. freaking does it again. And Matthew Stafford, one of the first to finally step up and say, uh-uh, makes a couple unbelievable. Did he make two? It was a two throws. It was yeah, one throw. And then throws. then over yeah. the top to Cooper Cup. That was just, first well, of all, it's under pressure. What are, you, what are you doing in the second? Oh, my God, dude. He's only the top receiver in the NFL. Yeah. Why would you cover him? Triple crown. <sighs> yeah, I was stupid. Insane. You're going to cover him with a safety? You're going to cover him with a safety? Is he stu- Come on. Come on. Yeah, give, give Stafford credit. See, this is I'm saying Cooper, bananas. Cooper oh, so to give Stafford some credit is almost like an understatement. So first of all, he was under duress. He, he, he had pressure in his face. And then he puts a 55-yard ball right on the nuts. Like right – it was like a 55-yard handoff. Yeah. 
And it's, I think the words out of my mouth were, holy shit. Like, I can't believe it. Holy shit. As Indomitian Sue is burying down on his ass. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it wasn't like he just was able to step in and launch it and no no, no consequences. He got he got creamed. He was under pressure. It was a great throw. Um, we mentioned we mentioned last week Tampa Bay's old line was banged up, and it showed. It hurt. And, you know, you know, one of the reasons that Tom Brady has been able to play as long as he's played is because of the style he plays. You know, he stays in the pocket. And the rules are such that you can't really touch the quarterback very much. But that also means you need to protect him. And, if he, and, you know, he gets the ball out of his hand really quick and all that kind of stuff. But, boy, you got to at least let the guy hit his back foot. And and it seemed like I, – I don't remember. I cannot remember. Maybe against the Giants in the Super Bowl. But I can't remember Tom Brady throwing off his back foot as much as he did in this particular game. Especially for the first, like, three quarters. And yeah. then it seemed like, I don't know if, uh, I remember it was a couple plays where they kept the tight end, they kept the tight end in to help with protection and they started chipping more. It was like, they didn't feel like doing that most of the game, but then they finally started doing that. And now he's got time and then he's throw, stepping in the throws and then here we go. He starts lighting up the board. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he threw for over 200 yards in the fourth quarter. So He's something else, man. But, you know, he said that he's going to sit down and, and talk it out. I think he's coming back. At least you, one more. At you think he's coming more. back? I think he's going to do one more. This is the first time. But uh, but I think I but I think his wife is kind of sick of it from what. Yeah. This is the first time. You're not sure. I'm not hundred percent sure. I lean towards coming back. Listen, he's been saying since he's forty that he wanted to play to forty-five, and that's just one more season. But it's a different. There's a lot that goes into it. I know. It's a yeah. different tone, and I will tell you one thing that is that might factor in. More than we realize. Gronk. Nope. His son is 14, mm. which means he's in high school now. And as a dad, I don't know if his son plays football or any other sports or whatever, whatever, but your kid only goes through, like elementary school, it's like whatever. You know, sports in elementary school, like nobody cares, whatever. Um, but if his son plays football and he's playing high school football, you're not going to be at too many high school football games if you're playing in the NFL. You, you know what I mean? So, and I don't even know what state he lives in. The kid, because it's, it's. I think they live in Florida. I think they moved their whole their whole situation down there. No, this isn't Giselle's son. This is the son before. Oh, no. okay, okay. So I don't know. I don't know where. So yeah, I, I just. If I had to bet, I would bet that he's going to come back for one more season. He said he wanted to play to forty five. So I think he will. And let's be honest, dude. He threw more touchdowns and threw for more yards than anybody else in the league. It's not like it's not like his skills have diminished. He's, he's going to finish second in the MVP. It's bananas. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So, but what a game! Um, it, it is. I I I'll tell you what, too. I give the Rams some credit because there's a perfect spot for them to fold. It's easy to say like, "Oh shit, Tom Brady's doing Tom Brady." Like you're not saying it out loud, but you know it's playing in their heads. You know it's in their heads, and they're like, "Oh sure. shit, he's doing it again!" And now he's doing it to us. And then you know Matt Stafford just steps up. This cannot go, you know, understated. How he stepped up and made a huge play. He played a good game in general, especially early on. Um, but that last drive, yeah, that's career changing. You know, that's legacy sure. changing. So good for him on that one. Agreed. The nightcap Sunday night. Oh my god. One of the best games we've ever seen. Ever. Kansas City 42, Buffalo 36 in overtime. Josh Allen did not deserve to lose that game. Neither did Mahomes. I was going to say, you know, nobody deserved to lose that game. 
man. Um, What'd you think? You can't kick the ball. You can't kick the ball out of bounds. You cannot give Mahomes a I chance. I know. Thirteen seconds. They get two plays for what was it? Fifty yards. Forty-four yards. Dude, this is embarrassing, actually, to me. Oh god. So the whole game, you know, this is what's funny. We've talked about this so many times. What have I told you? Like. These te- everybody is so close, and most games come down to anywhere from six to ten plays. Yeah. And this game was basically back and forth, even, like, very close, like, the same thing, you know, right? And now you probably are sitting there right now with, like, a couple plays in your head. What's even crazier, let's go back just a couple minutes. <coughs> there were 25 points scored in the last, I think it was two minutes. Minute and 45 seconds. 25 points scored. This is crazy town. Okay, this is absolutely crazy town. That throw that Josh Allen makes to uh, what's the kid that caught it to all four? Gabriel Davis. The the one the last touchdown he threw to Davis oh, with 13 seconds. Line. Oh my oh. god, he makes it look. This is what I'm saying. People watch this game, and they watch both of these guys make some of these throws, and you're like, oh, that's normal. No, 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 no. That is a like 30 yard, 25 yard, 30 yard zot on the nuts. And that thing didn't get more than like seven feet off the ground. Like I just would have flicked at a wrist, by the way. It's it's just insane. It's just insane. And then you know, there's this back and forth. There's like I said, 25 points scored. You know, Tyreek Hill is just so fast, giving the peace sign, going in for a touchdown. And you're like, well, it's over. Oh, then another team score. Oh, well, it's over. Oh, then the other team score, and it's over. And there's 13 seconds left. And you're like, well, it's friggin' over. There's no way. They can they can get what they need in 13 seconds, and this is where now I'll blame coaching. Like this is terrible. There's no I don't care who the quarterback is, and I don't care who, I don't care if you're playing an all pro team. There's no way you can let this happen for 13 nope. seconds. First of all, just on the last throw alone, how you're not how you don't have a guy on Kelsey, where you're just well, letting him run free suck. down the seam is it's ridiculous. It's beyond me. Okay, so I'm gonna blame the coaches. No, Josh Allen and the and the Bills shouldn't have lost this game. But it, ha- it literally has to do with that. There's no way that that can happen with 13 seconds left. I don't care well, who it Mike, is. I don't care who see, the quarterback is. Did you see what Mike Dean just said in the comments? No, he's I didn't. A, he's 100% right. What did he say? Let's see what he's got here. Mike Dean says, Leslie Frazier and McDermott deserve a ton of criticism for their defensive scheme in the final 13 seconds and overtime. You're right. Now, well, I totally agree with the 13 seconds, the last 13 seconds. That's, yeah, that's 100% more, right, Mike? Yeah, that, that's, that's To me, the overtime situation, I think they, that... They lost it already. They're they demoralized. They're they yeah, demoralized. They're now, shot, tired, demoralized. Yeah. Now, I will say, step it up! The game's not over. The game's not over, so how do you just pack I, it in? I, like, I it's just tied. You're not losing. I don't think they have much left in the tank. Well, you got to find a way. You got to dig deep. That's what champions do. Then you're not a championship team, and you got what you deserve team. then, right? Um, have, Remember last week we were talking about coaching spots? And I said Leslie Frazier, and you said, "Yeah, it's about time he gets another opportunity." He might have just effed himself. And, and the opposite spectrum, I think Brian Dayball just went up a peg in people's yeah. eyes too. Yeah, Leslie Frazier might have just screwed himself. And you know, it's funny. Who I don't know. Maybe that's a busted coverage. Maybe they messed up. Maybe that's not on him. I don't know. But it sure looks like it's on him. Definitely. You know, and 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 no, to no Mike's came, point, no, no one came up and stepped up and said otherwise. To Mike's point, you can blame. Not scheme in overtime, but at least the fact that you didn't get your team up for overtime. I mean, they had to go to length of the field to get that to get that touchdown. It's not like they went twenty yards. You gotta oh, you gotta sure. slow them down, get a stop, at least make them kick a field goal so you get the ball. You know what I mean? Um, but I, it's funny because I was texting you and I was texting a couple people during that fourth quarter, probably the last two minutes. 
this is crazy. This is bananas. Oh my God, this is insane. And then I think when, <laughs> when Kansas City scored with thir- yeah, after having the ball with 13 seconds, I think I texted you and said, okay, insane doesn't even cover it anymore. Like, yeah, I don't think I, you, there's a yeah, word. You said I have no words left. Yeah, I don't think there's a word anymore for what the hell I'm watching here. What I'll is this? Wednesday, I am not- <laughs> yeah, like, what is this, man? I'm just lost. I've never <laughs> seen anything like this. It's one thing for it to be a close game, but for that just shocking nutty back and forth with two minutes left of touchdowns not field goals touchdowns one field goal but the rest touchdowns and a two-point conversion which was a silly throw too he threw it like a th- oh oh my god it's just crazy that game, that game had everything listen that game had everything. um the nfl is lucky that these guys are in the same division or in the same uh conference because if it was josh allen in the nfc and and josh Mahomes. uh 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 Pat, Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen were in one in the NFC and one in the AFC. Uh, the rest of the league might as well shut it down for the next 15 years because those are going to be your two Super Bowl teams for, forever for as long as they choose to play, basically. Because the, you see a difference between those guys and everyone else that's in the playoffs right now. And this is where, and Aaron Rodgers, you just got knocked down a peg too, by the way. Because these two guys just surpassed you. If they hadn't already, they definitely did in the, this past weekend. They just separated themselves from the rest of the league. I, I like. I can't wait to see Mahomes without Hill and Kelsey, though. We're gonna find out sooner than later because once they start giving him 40, 45, 50 million a year, yeah, it's gonna be tough to pay and him plus all. Plus, Kelsey's in his thirties. Uh, how, how? Listen, Tyreek. He's a video game. Tyreek Hill is stupid, man. He's so freaking fast. Christ. So fast. Oh my god. All right, so this, so this, so this game has caused quite the stir because I'm sure it's mainly Buffalo Bills fans, but other people are like, "Wow, Josh." Listen, Andy Reid's come out and said something about the overtime rules, so it's not just Buffalo Bills fans. So Josh Allen never even got a chance to touch the ball in overtime because those are the rules. If you score a touchdown, uh, I think it's a touchdown or a safety, right? Then the game's over. Field goal. The other yeah. team gets one possession, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, are you okay with the current rules? And if not, do you have any kind of proposals? Regular season wise, I think the rules are good. I, I, I so we'll let's start there. I'm with you on that. Let's not change anything for the regular season. Postseason rules, especially when you have a game like that where it's an absolute like barnyard burn or whatever Brent Musburger used to say. What, what was the term? Uh, um, <laughs> uh, you can't. You cannot have. You cannot have that guy get on a plane without touching the ball. It just. It just. It just doesn't seem right with your eyes, with your head. It's also it, bad it TV. It's bad. T- yeah. And it, let's let's yeah. always keep in mind that this is an entertainment business. These guys make money because people are watching, and that means it's it's an entertainment property, right? It's bad business. It's a bad image of Josh Allen just sitting there. He never got his hands on a ball. Now you can say, well, if you got the, if you didn't, if your team had the ball last possession of the game, then you didn't get a chance to get it either. Well, but you had the whole game. <laughs> you know, you had the whole game to get to that point. It just comes to overtime. Yeah. And think about any other any other league. NBA, they play an extra five minutes. Baseball, both teams get to get up. Um, Hockey, they have a five minute period. Then they, they have shoot outs. You both got yeah, to shoot out. The, yeah. yeah. So, so, um, what would you do? What would you do? Well, Would you just say two possessions no matter what, and then we'll play from there? 
that's fair. That's a good one. See, but so, okay, so I was then gonna see maybe it, I was gonna see maybe play out the ten minutes, but now you're getting you know, now you're getting hits more hits on these guys and stuff. But yeah, but in, in, the, in the regular season, it almost goes that way anyway because you're milking the clock. You don't, want, especially if mm-hmm. a team kicks a field goal first, they get it down to at least five and a half six minutes. So then yeah. you, you so you're already almost playing ten minutes anyway. Maybe just play out a full quarter. I'm and there, I know, and, and I know as you're getting close to the Super Bowl, you don't want to put that extra. I know, but then win the game in regulation. No. Okay, I so I'm for I'm for a full ten minute period. Yeah, I'll and then be. and then for me to to kind of bring it to like you're saying with hockey, if you can't decide it within those ten minutes, now let's do some kind of like a college football version where maybe you start at the thirty yard line or I don't I don't know. We yeah, can, back can, it up because they're better. Maybe the forty or something, something like that. Like that. Yeah. Okay, and then and we'll have like a shootout version kind of thing to decide. And you can't and you I'm can't for, complain because you had ten minutes to to, to finalize yeah. this thing. So yeah. that's on you. Okay, I will point out. I don't like the idea of just like you get one possession, I get one possession. Now we got to figure. Well, what did you get? Did you? What if you both get a field goal? Then the next guy only gets one possession. Like, so you've had two possessions. I've only had one. Is that fair? I just think ten minutes, and that's okay. Okay. Um, but Nick Wright brought up something, and now most of you who listen to this. Uh, podcast for a while know that I'm not a huge fan of Nick Wright. I think he's kind of an an idiot that just likes to say stupid shit for shock value so that he can get attention because he's kind of an attention whore. But he had an idea. And frankly, let's be honest, he even said it's not his idea. This was an idea that was proposed by the Baltimore Ravens a couple years ago to the uh, rules committee about how to handle overtime. And I don't think it's like a terrible idea. And it's the idea of you slice, I choose. So, like, he, he pointed it out, like, if we had a piece of cake and two kids need to eat the cake, right? We need to, there's one piece of cake, but we're going to divide it into two, right? So the idea is you slice. So, Scotty, you slice the cake, but I get to choose which one I pick. Okay. Okay, so here's how it would work. You get to choose where the possession will start, and then I would get to choose whether it's your ball or mine. So you could say, we're going to start on the 20-yard line. And then I can say, we want the ball. Or I could say, your ball. Now, if you score, it's over. Field goal, touchdown, doesn't matter. Okay? But if you yeah, don't, then we play it out. But you're going you're gonna to choose a 50 every time, no? No, because then I would say, I want the ball. Because now I only need like 15 yards and I can kick a field goal. Yeah, I don't like that. It's a kind of neat idea because then you got to decide. Like, let's, So let's look at it from this particular game. If you're the Bills, because you're the visiting team, you get to you get to decide where the ball gets placed, right? right? Or no, I, I, let's just say it was uh, Kansas City. Agreed, Mike. If you're the Bills, do you are you okay with the Bills get with the with the Chiefs getting the ball on a ten yard line? Like so, if no. the Chiefs say we're going to put it on like, a ten, on on their ten yard line, like back right. they got to go ninety yards, we would say. What would you do if they said we're going to put it on a ten yard line? Would you take the ball or would you give it to the Chiefs? Because if you take the ball, you got the ball on a ten yard line. Yeah, I don't love it. What would you so, do though? I mean, the Chiefs just went; they went the length of the field anyway. You're not, but you don't. Okay, so here, listen to what I'm saying. If I told you we're going to put the ball on a ten yard line, now you get uh, to choose. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but what ten yard line? Obviously, that the, 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 the you'd have their to own go. 10 yard line. Yeah, their own ten. You'd have to go ninety yards. So the so the Bills say our own ten yard line. Either you give it to us, or you take the ball. Here's how it works: one team slices, the other team chooses. So if it's the home team gets to slice, 
Okay, right. so which means you get to put the ball where you want. So if I'm the Chiefs and I say, we're going to put the ball on our 10-yard line, which means we're 90 yards away from the goal line. Right. The Bills can say now, it's your ball or it's our ball. We can choose to give you the 90 yards or we could take the ball and try to go 90 yards. Okay. No, I think the I think the Bills would probably take it, no. Maybe this is my point because if you go 3 and out now you're kicking I from I think it's I'd If you if you go 3 and out you're kicking from your own 10-yard line and now you're giving them the ball what? I don't know, on basically somewhere around midfield. Yeah, but you're but you're shot, you're exhausted, you're demoralized. What are you going to do? You're going to go back on defense again? Like they just didn't know. So, so what if I what if they said the 5-yard line? Would you then give the ball to Kansas City? Because if you don't, then you got to take it on a five-yard line. So then you're answering your own question. Of course you would. <laughs> of course you would what? Give it to Kansas City. I don't know. Kansas because do you want to well, give it to Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> well, I don't know. To me, point. it's kind of fun for a fan. It's kind of fun for the fans to say, oh, what the fuck are they going to do? It's kind of a tough I think, spot. I think Nick Wright should fuck himself. Well, then you're talking about Jim Harbaugh because he, it was his, uh, it was the Baltimore Ravens idea. Good, but anyway, well, how about, well, how about John Harbaugh? Yeah, well, him too. He probably got it from Jim anyway. Those freaking weirdos. Don't be Michigan. salty because you like it. Those Harbaugh, like those weirdo Harbaugh's. You know, um, I I'm for a full ten minutes. I say play the ten minutes and then do some kind of shootout version. Of, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Do I agree. some kind of shootout version. At that point, you can't complain. Well, oh, this is a bullshit way to decide a game. You had ten extra minutes. Figure it out. You know what I mean? So. Yep. But I, do you, let me ask you this now. Final thought on this. Do you think something needs to be done, or do you yes. say, well, this is just yes. the way it goes sometimes? Something needs to be done. Something needs to be done. Okay. Not bad. Championship Sunday. Oh, can't it can't it can't possibly live up to this past weekend, can it? No, it's not gonna. Not possibly, right? Um, Are both games on Sunday? Yes, three o'clock okay. Sunday. Cincinnati Bengals at Kansas City Chiefs. Can the Bengals do it again? Chiefs. Of course they can. Of course they can. Now, first of all, Cincinnati beat them earlier in the season. Was that the last game of the season? That's, second that's, to last game of the season. Second to last week. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Week seventeen. The difference is right now the Chiefs are playing. To me, it's not even close. This is the best football they've been playing all season. Agreed. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is playing as good as he's played all season. The defense is playing good. I will say this, though, dude. What's interesting about Cincinnati, you know, be really careful about saying Cincinnati can't do it again because this is exactly what we said when they played Baltimore. And both of us were like, there's no way they're just going to smash Baltimore again. And guess what they did? They smashed them again. You know what I'm saying? However, the Bengals need a little bit better O-line play, and the defense has to force some turnovers here to be in this game. Well, so the only thing I will say is that if there is a team – let me look at who's still in here. Yeah, if there's a team that could win a shootout with the Chiefs, it's the Bengals with that weaponry that they have, and they can run the football. And if I remember correctly, they did run the football pretty pretty effectively – Against the Chiefs in a sec. Here's what else I'll say. Confidence is a bitch. Okay? Confidence is a bitch. They beat them before. So you come into that game with a certain level of confidence. And it does matter. They also have confidence in Joe Burrow. They also have confidence that they shut down the running game of Tennessee the week before. This is a Cincinnati team yeah. that is strangely confident. For a team that, you know, well, let's put it this way. How about this? This is an organization who hasn't won a playoff game in like 30 friggin' years until this year. 
know. Right? This is a bad, this is one of the bad, bad organizations. And here they are on the brink of going to the Super Bowl, first year back to making playoffs and winning a playoff game. So there's a level of confidence. You know, we talk about it all the time. You can talk about analytics all you want, but those are <coughs> those are people with minds and emotions and hearts, and you can't measure that shit. And God forbid they just stick around long enough and they start to believe. Hanging around. Hanging around, as KGB would say, right? What's I your? To what, to, I would love to see it. What do you think about it? What do you think about the game? How do you I think it's going to go? I have, we have bets later. Well, I, I mean, but we got to talk about it a little, right? You can't. I mean. We could talk about it later. Uh, I I think it's I think it's going to be hard for the Bengals to pull it off. I think it's going to be hard too, but I thought it was going to be hard for San Francisco to beat Green Bay, and then we got that. Well, Aaron Rodgers was checked out. Yeah, I grew up Mike Dean. They're playing with house money, and you know what? Yeah, they do have less pressure on them for sure. But, yeah, there's um, definitely like throwing caution to the wind because you don't have that kind of pressure. I mean, this is the team. I think we both kind of agreed. Well, I, it was my team that I said is a year early. You might have had the Cowboys a year early, I think. Yeah. But um, I, I still think they're a year early. But, man, when you're rolling, they're not thinking they're a year early right now. They're thinking we're one game away from going to the Super Bowl. Oh, of course, of course. You know what I mean? They're yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, You know, I, I'll be honest with you. Maybe that first week they were thinking, you know, I don't know. Never been here before. But now it's like we're one game away, man. I don't know. It is tough. Can't Listen, this is Kansas City has been to this game Four years in a row now? Yep. Four years in a row, AFC Championship game? Yes, sir. By the way, Andy Reid. Phenomenal. How many phenomenal. How many championship games has he been to? Nine? It's got to be nine. I was going to say eight, but it's probably, it might be nine. I think it's five. I'm pretty sure it was five with Philly. Was it five with Philly? What, I know he went to four in a row. Was there another one in there somewhere? Maybe Mike Dean will answer this and, one because he's a big Eagles it, fan. And, and was it four in a row with the Chiefs, or was there one? Was there one more in there? No, it's four this? in a row with the Chiefs. Yeah. Was there one before this with Alex Smith? No, right? No, okay. I don't think so. Okay, I don't think so either. No, because it was, it was Buck, it was Broncos, Patriots, Steelers for all those years, right? Colts. I don't know. Five yeah, with I Philly. Think, I don't think so. Five with so, Philly yeah, so and nine. four. Jesus Christ! Get him on a surfboard at the Hall of Fame. And he's been to three Super Bowls. Andy Reid's really good. He's really good. I want to point out something before we go to any further, because we're going to talk about San Francisco in a minute. Remember I mentioned last week we were talking about ranking the coaches that were left, and I had Shanahan and Andy Reid at the top, and the reason was because they get the most out of all their players. I think, if anything, that was really on display this past week between Debo Samuel, who is just lovely, and Garoppolo, and this guy. They're just... Those two guys know how to squeeze the most juice out of the orange. There's just no doubt about it to me. Like, they just get the most out of their guys. They put their guys in positions to make plays. It's really something else. So, all right, what's the next game? And then, then we'll, we'll move forward. Niners at Rams, 6-15 or 6-30, one of those two times. 49ers go for their seventh straight win. This is, what's, this is what's bananas about this game, right, is that San Francisco has won – has beaten the Rams, and this is Shanahan defeating McVay six straight times. Six straight times. This Amazing. is, like, I don't get it. In Week 18, blew a 17-0 lead. 17-0 lead. Jimmy Garoppolo brings him all the way back, you know, because he's terrible. He's wow. terrible. It is Nine. funny, right? There's stack compilers, and then there's winners. Because nobody's going to sit here and say, like, Jimmy throws up. I mean, every once in a while he throws up a big game. Yeah. But, like, yeah. 
<laughs> what did I tell you? This is going back. Remember when, when, when San Francisco first started going on their run and they might have won like three or four straight games? I said, yeah. you can say what you want about Jimmy, but there's something about the ball in his hands with two, three minutes left, and they're either tied yeah. down by a couple points. I remember. He brings them down the field every goddamn time, and he did it again last week. And um, but he does, But he does this stupid shit sometimes. All, too Green, often. In the, in the Green Bay game last week, he threw right. three out routes. He wasn't even looking. And this is, what, this is why the conversation is still out there that he might still get traded. Or probably. It seems probably. like he's probably still going to get traded. Could yeah. you imagine a quarterback going to the championship game of his conference and being traded the next season? For an unproven rookie? My brother said something the other day. I was watching the games with him. Or watching the late game with him. He goes, I'm rooting for the Niners to fuck this up so bad. Just because you yes. know what you have in this guy. And you're going to trade a proven guy that's been at two championship two, games in the Super Bowl. Maybe two Super Bowls. Let's see what happens yeah, this weekend. Right, you know, right. like this game isn't over by any show. I mean, he said at that he said at the yeah, time it was current. Yeah, he yeah. goes, for a guy that you have no idea. A guy Who played you, for South guy, Dakota State. Uh, a guy that you said that you wanted to draft Mac Jones all the time, and then the week of you changed your mind. And yes, t- a guy know. who last played basically two years ago at South Dakota State and threw the yeah. ball seventeen times. North Dakota State. Whatever. Like anybody cares. Of- if you didn't say that, nobody would have known. Those guys. Well, listen, we're a show. We well, don't make right. me look bad. Everybody thinks I'm smart. Everyone in your house. There's nobody uh, here. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> truth be told. So uh, yeah, I'm fascinated <laughs> because. You know, this is an interesting matchup, too, because this is like strength versus strength here. Defensive line for the Rams, defensive line for the, for the Niners. Um, the Rams' defensive backfield is, is definitely better than this. the Niners' d- defensive backfield. Obviously, Matt Stafford is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, Running game's equal. Pretty equal. I think Shanahan is a little better than McVay, but so, I think it's so kind of a wash, basically, between those two. more pressure on him here, McVay or Shanahan? I still think it's McVay because I think, you know, we were talking about... Um, I disagree. I think we were talking about Cincinnati playing with house money. I think San Francisco's playing with house money here because they got they got Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I, you, you know, they're underdogs. I, I agree with you on that standpoint, but Shanahan blowing that Falcon-Patriots Super Bowl, blowing That's the nothing Super to do with this. The, this had nothing to do with this, though. Um, personally, it does. Yeah, but you're asking me, like, oh, so when you say pressure, like, I'm thinking outside pressure. And I still think it's on the Rams because they made the trade for Stafford. And if you lose this game, the whole reason you got Stafford, it was you even your stated really, reason was because you, you needed him to get to the Super Bowl. But you really can't get that upset going to a championship game with Stafford. I mean, you really But then you, then you can't get that upset going to a championship game with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, but I'm saying Shanahan. I'm not saying Jimmy G. Shanahan. I understand it, but you can only go with what you got. Like, you, you know, in the end, the players play the games. At the end of the day, the day ends. Well, this is true. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, the players play the games, dude. You know, yeah, you yeah. can say what we want. Like, I think he's – I think they're – it, which is what makes this crazy that San Francisco has won this game yeah, six that, times in a row. I think they're overmatched. I'm sitting here talking about a team being overmatched who has beat the other team they're about to play six straight times. I don't – it doesn't even make sense. How do I say that out loud and even, like, with a straight face? But I mean it. You're just – you just did. Who has the better quarterback? Clearly, clearly the Rams. Who has a better defensive backfield? Clearly the Rams. Everything else is kind of a wash. It should be the Rams. Like even the coaches and the coaching staffs yeah. are kind of a wash. I tell you, D'Amico Ryan should get a job. Does that make you nervous with, with Salah? No. Does what make me nervous? 
that D'Amico Ryans is just as good as Salah is with the same players? No, because he had the same players. Who did he learn from? Yeah. It's, it's the players, not the scheme, is my point. It's always, first of all, it's always the players more, more than the scheme. Of, at this I, point, I, it absolutely I is. I like Kyle Shanahan's scheme. He doesn't have great players. Sure. He's got one great player on offense. One. I see. I don't I think that's one unfair. They have a great offensive line, too. It makes a huge difference. They got maybe the best left tackle in the goddamn NFL. Makes a big difference. Who's limping around now? This is true. This is true. And again, timing matters, right? Do you want to play great sure. in the first three quarters or do you want to play great in the fourth quarter? Jimmy G plays great in the fourth quarter. It is what it is. And if you stick around long enough, if you can stick around. Now, if you're down by 20 in the fourth quarter, that might be a problem, which is possible. I don't know. Let's. Let's go to our four four best players who aren't quarterbacks. All right, so let yeah, this is what we're this was a good call out of you, bro. Yeah, so I I saw something on a on one of the one of these th- things. They were talking about the twelve best players that are left in the playoffs, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to do twelve because we can be here. We'll be here for four hours, oh, for and I don't want to talk about quarterbacks because first of all, I don't care. On each team, it really will probably come down to how well the quarterback plays. Right, but the quarterback is also dependent. Listen, this is the greatest team sport there is because nobody can do it by themselves. So let's look at. The four best players that are still in the playoffs right now, right? So who do you want to go down four to one? We'll start yeah, why not? I have at number four, I have Travis Kelsey. Um and I look I'm looking at these guys and I'm looking at like difference makers. Like that's what I'm looking at as like best players. Like who's gonna make a difference in this game? Who do I expect to make plays? And Travis Kelsey, <laughs> as he showed at the end of the um at the end of the Bills game, he's a playmaker. He's a first down machine. He's a great athlete, great hands. You know, he's to me, he's one of the best players definitely left in this in this thing so far. One of four best, for sure. Non-quarterbacks. Number, number four for me, I'm staying with the same uniform. I'm going with partner in crime, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, so he's my number three. Very so explosive. Ahead. Very explosive. Mediocre defense in the Bengals. You can put him anywhere on the field. He's a human joystick. He can return kicks, punts if you're in a pinch. Yep. The guy's unbelievable. Didn't he do that in his last game? Didn't he return yeah. one punt and he ended up taking it for like... Yeah, a long way. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I have him at number three. You made a you you made you said it perfectly earlier when you said he's like a video game. Like he looks, it looks almost like too easy. Some of the things he does, he just looks too fast, too it's easy. Nuts. Like he's just sometimes he sometimes he's going so fast he almost falls over. It's just it's weird. Like it's just too easy for him. I don't know. He's just so goddamn fast. So he's my number three. Number three for me, I got Joey Bosa. Oh, very good. San Francisco Niner defensive end. They need a pass rush. To beat the Rams and keep yeah. the Rams off the field, give Jimmy G the ball because they want to control the clock. And how you do that? Yep. Getting the fucking Stafford off the field. Absolutely. Uh, Joey Bosa would have been my number five. So I had six guys and I had to make a decision. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kelsey was five for me, by the way. Yeah. I mean, he's, these are great players, obviously. My number two, um, going out to San Francisco, Debo Samuel. Uh, you know, I mentioned it a number of times now that Shanahan does a fantastic job of getting the most juice out of out of the squeeze. Um, and Debo Samuel, he finds a way, whether as a receiver, as a running back. He's even had him throw the ball a couple times. Maybe they use him in as a, as a punt returner also. He's a great athlete. He looks like a running back when he's running the ball, and he looks like a wide receiver when he's when he's running routes. Like he's a very very rare specimen. And what I like about him even more is the stuff that he does. It's very um, team team first. 
Yep. You know what I mean? Like, he makes sacrifices. It'd be easy for him to say, I ain't doing that shit. I ain't running a ball. Because he runs the ball sometimes between the tackles, man. This is not. Oh, yeah. He got a huge first down in this game that put them in field goal position. Like, yep. uh, it was like a third and nine it was, uh, or, or second and nine, and he and he got the first down. It was like crazy. Um, I just, he's so versatile and he's so team first. And, uh, you know, it's funny. Like, even if you know where he is, they put him in motion, they move him around, they hide him, put him in the back. It's hard. It's hard to constantly keep track of him, and then he just goes goes and makes a big play. So I got him as number two. Number two for me, I have Debo Samuel. You might have heard of him. Um, I have the same thing written down. He's the most versatile guy in the league, very team-friendly. He'll do whatever you want. Yeah. But another guy that's a little bit banged up. They said uh, he got a helmet to the knee, which still hurts. I don't give a shit who you are. Hell yeah. Uh, But you get a week off, or not a week off, but a week to – Ice, Ice it. And, and Sim and Stim, whatever else you got to do. He'll be all right. Um, Everybody's and, a little banged up at this point. And, and he's uh, he's fun to watch. I tell you, he's Isn't totally he? become one of my favorite players. Yes, of the I totally agree. Yeah, he's a very likable player. He's a very likable player. Uh, and my number Real one. Quick, hold on one second. Hold yeah. on one second. To add to that about likable players, and I think this league needs more of that. I don't know if you saw the interview with the young kid a couple weeks ago after the Nickelodeon game against the Cowboys. Mm-mm. When we get off, look at. Find that on YouTube. Okay. Debo Samuel was interviewed by a young reporter. Oh, and I heard about this, but I didn't dude, see it. He treats it. He treats the kid like so like good. A real like reporter. he wasn't like looking at his joke nice. and wanting to get out of there. It was really cool. Like cool. I like that. I like that. That's cool. Um, we're gonna have the same guy number one here. Aaron Donald. Bingo. Yeah, Aaron Donald is just a wrecking ball. Now I will say when I'm watching that tennis, when I was watching that Tennessee game, and I was watching Simmons, Thomas Simmons. I'm thinking I don't know who's better because he was he looked he doesn't look like him he's not built like him but he was pl- he was doing exact same things that yeah. Aaron Donald does from yeah. the tackle position and it was scary as hell because I think he's even bigger than Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is unblockable and I don't just mean one on one. I think some <coughs> I think 50 percent of the time when he gets double teamed he beats that too. I've never so seen fast. anything like him from a defensive tackles position. It's it's scary. It really is scary. And uh, trust me when I tell you that of all the things that Kyle Shanahan is staying up late and trying to figure out how to deal with, number one on that list, number one on the list is Aaron Donald. He's an unstoppable machine. You, you got to figure anything, out. You can't do anything without stopping him. No, you got to figure out how to work around him because you're not you're not stopping him, man. He's crazy. Yeah, dude, I pretty much have the same thing. He's the most disruptive defensive lineman in the league. Uh, and 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 that's a guy that can stop San Francisco's running game and make them very difficult yes. to beat them. And you know what's he's fun to watch. And how many times do you say that about interior defensive linemen? Not like, often. Not often. He's fun to watch, dude, because you're watching him like throw around three hundred and thirty pound men like they're nothing. <laughs> and you're like, How is he doing this? This guy's just uh bananas man it's just a crazy crazy situation there but he's he's fantastic and so it's gonna be interesting. These games are um you know, because we lost top seeds, number uh, one seed. Put your seeds. Philly thong away, Dean, for crazy. What did he sake. say? Let's see what he said so that our podcast listeners can sell. He's a reincarnation of Jerome Brown. Jerome Brown was never as good as Aaron Donald. <laughs> and he was very good. He yeah, was very good. Now, if you want to compare him to Reggie White, because he actually plays very similar to Reggie White with the more of a power and, and like that. But just a different, you know, slightly different position. Reggie White came off the edge as opposed to Aaron Donald coming from a tackles position. But, yeah, tr- tremendous player. Um, huge news just broke yesterday. Sean Payton stepping down as head coach of the New Orleans Saints. 
Um, you know, it's probably a lot easier to make this move after 15 years and no longer having Drew Brees. This past season, working with uh, <laughs> Taysom Hill and Jameis Crablegs, Win uh, Winston, what, what the Trevor team? Simeon, Trevor Simeon, Ian Book. Oof. Suddenly, the stresses of the NFL <laughs> become significantly higher. And uh, you know what? I think I'm going to step away from this for a little while. So what are your thoughts on just the fact that he's stepping away first? Uh, they, they, a lot of people have been feeling about this for a little while, and I think that the combination of what you just said with the quarterback situation, they have salary cap hell. We've talked about Oof, that in the yeah. summertime. I don't know how the hell they even fielded a team this year. And I don't know how they're going to do it next year. Yeah. They're going to have to let go of a lot of guys. And I think he's – listen, and I don't see many people mad at him about it. You can't no. – got to give you 16 years. Yeah, come on. Yeah. He won a Super Bowl. He's been in championship games. Was he the um, longest tenured coach in the NFL until this point? Was Tomlin there? Has Tomlin been there as long? Tomlin, Tomlin was there as long. Yeah? Nah. Tomlin's been there since, what, 06? Because I'm thinking like Pete Carroll Seven. and Belichick, yeah, I mean, obviously. Pete Carroll, Belichick. Yeah, Pete, Carroll, Pete Carroll's on my head, too. Belichick's obviously well, yeah, been there longer. He's definitely one of the longest. You had to be second or third tops, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a long time. You think of how quickly. Dude, David Culley just got fired by the Houston Texans after one season. And he wasn't even expecting to do anything. And they actually played better than anybody thought they would play. And he the, gets the no paint, respect. The paint wasn't even dry in his office when yeah. he fired him. Yeah, 15, 16 years. That's... A long sure. time, and he it, he's deserving of a break, whatever that break means. So why don't we get into that? First off, what do you think he's going to do? And I think your options are nothing, like just be retired for a year, television, um, coaching gig. I have well, I have I have a little bit of both, my friend. I have so this year I think he's going to stay. So when we say this year, we mean the twenty twenty two NFL 2022 season. Twenty twenty two season, because I think I think at this point. He's kind of behind schedule. You know, at least in college, maybe. They're almost done. Knock on wood. There's no other crazy stuff going on. Uh, professionally, he hasn't interviewed. I don't think he's interested this year. I think he might want. And the money, as an analyst right now, is ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. You know, How much does Tony to... Romo make? Oh, uh, like $25 million or something. Something crazy. Because I think Drew Brees is meh. I think he's okay, but I don't think he's great. I actually think Sean Payton would be better than Drew Brees. And I think uh, I heard somewhere Amazon's getting. I there was some chatter about that as well. And then I heard Aikman might do that, might go there, and then maybe he slides in at Fox. I don't know. Um, but I think this year. So you think TV? I think one year TV, and I think he's going to have the pick of the litter. So I have. In 2023, my top three teams or, or selections, I have the Cowboys as one. Yeah. <laughs> I have going back to the Saints as two. That'd be fascinating. And a college slash maybe Michigan job where he's been interested in, in years past. Really? If Harbaugh decides to give the NFL another run, he's never co – well, he hasn't coached in college in a long time. He'd probably start as a GA like everyone else does, but – I don't know. He's going to be sixty years old. That's that might be. He's fifty eight right now. Yeah, he's fifty eight right now. So that might be tough to to jump back into a job like that. But, yeah. You know, or a college job in general. That's my that's my list. Okay, so I, I actually think it's fifty fifty that he does nothing, like just travels, has a good time. <laughs> yeah. And and or does TV. Um, I'm list. I listened to like some highlights of his press conference, 
and I heard enough to to like kind of believe it could be either one. I think he he kind of even said, "I think I could do a good job in TV." He says, "But no one's talked to me. I haven't talked to anybody from any networks or anything like that." It's, I, but he says, "But I think I could do a good job." And he says, "You know, I've been doing." But the other side of it was, "I've been doing this for a long time." He says, "I'd like to travel. I'd like to maybe get in shape." And when he said that, I'm like, "A guy turns 58 and he's look at he's just recently married. It might be remarried. I don't know. I have no idea. But I know he's just recently married." And coaching wears on you, dude. Uh, I can tell you firsthand, and I was not an NFL coach, okay? Coaching wears on you. Well, what do you mean? Coaching at Allen Park was peachy. Oh, it was lovely. I didn't have ulcers or anything in my stomach. Um, and now you're, you're, you're recently married. You're worth well over, I'm sure he's worth well over $100 million. Oh, yeah. Got plenty of money. Go get healthy. Enjoy your marriage. Travel. Enjoy your life. You don't have to do any of this stuff, okay? Because the money, it's not going to matter. The difference in money isn't going to matter at this point. What's the difference between $100 million and $125 million? It doesn't matter. With that said, I don't think guys like him, doers, achievers, overachievers, can, can sit around and do nothing for too long. So I think there's a real chance that he doesn't do anything for, this, for, for a year. Uh... Or maybe like he doesn't commit to anything, and then we start to hear about whispers in August. So now he'll have had seven, eight months to have some fun, travel, do his thing, and then last minute we hear that he gets picked up by CBS or Fox or Amazon or whatever. Yeah, August first. Yeah, you know, or even later. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we're gonna get. So, um, I I really genuinely don't know if he ever comes back to coaching, but it, if he does, your plan which is go right to TV and then see what's available. Dallas does seem like a lovely landing spot, right? Because McCarthy will fail one more season. They'll come up short one more oh, season. Yeah. Why? Because McCarthy's slightly above average and Dak is slightly above average. So they're not going to be that great. Uh, and then Jerry will see that Peyton is a, is available and that's a marriage made in heaven. Why? Because Sean Peyton has a home in Dallas. Oh, by the way. What other options would be available? Was that was it was that his last job before he got the Saints? Yes, he went from the offense coordinator to Cowboys to being the head coach of the of the, uh, the Saints. Gotcha. What else would be an option? I I can only imagine some sort of Urban Meyer Trevor Lawrence arrangement. What do I mean by that? Uh, Urban Meyer took the job with Jacksonville before they drafted Trevor Lawrence, knowing that they were going to be drafting Trevor Lawrence. Now, whether that's, you know, a situation where a, a, a coach leaves a good young quarterback, like let's say Staley gets fired or quits or, I don't know, dies. No, God forbid. That was a terrible thing to say. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know. That was terrible. Uh, the, the Chargers job. Pushing people off the earth. Wouldn't Sean Payton love to work with with uh, oh my God. with uh, Herbert, uh, with Herbert for the smokes. next ten or fifteen years? That might be a low stress gig. Um, or if something, you know, what if Carolina is really bad next year? Matt Rule gets fired, and they have the number one pick, and it's Trevor Lawrence the second is is available. Like I don't know who's going to be there this year, but if if that once in a you know once in a generation quarterback comes around again. 
would he take a job in Carolina? I think he would do something like that. I don't think he like if if Denver, and I don't mean to break balls with Denver, but you know my one complaint about it's the only complaint that you can have about Denver is that they don't have a quarterback. I don't think he's gonna take a job like that because then he would just stay in I, New Orleans. I would agree. You know what I mean? Would you go to Chicago? I, why? No. First of all, no. cold as hell. Second of all, you have no quarterback. I'm sorry, but they don't. No. So, um, I think it would how have about this one. How about this one, Coach? Let's say the Bills underachieve again next year, and they maybe they get sick of McDermott. Oh boy, that you would. Be... You, want, you think you'd want to coach Josh Allen? I think he absolutely would want to coach again, Josh Allen, but I think cold. that's a yeah. But that's dude, you're talking about. Yeah, it's a different call. <laughs> oh, that's the... cold and winning is different than cold. And yeah, yeah, cold and Justin Fields is a little different than cold and Josh Allen. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll freeze my nuts off for to coach Josh Allen. Thank you very much for the next ten years. Yeah, no problem. I'll wear a couple coats. By the way, I know our listeners are very concerned. How's the cheap belt look today? You have a hat on this this afternoon. Uh, it's growing. It's coming in a little bit no, more. So I know what you're thinking. Year. I know. Let me point to this over here for people that are watching on Facebook. This looks like a bald spot. And it is a thin spot, but of course I'm blessed with three, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I have no um, idea. Um, oh my god, calyx! I have two calyx on the top of my head, which really make it fun for combing, because one calyx goes in one direction, the other calyx goes in the other direction. So my I can't part my hair in either direction; it makes it really hard. And then I have I'm lucky to have one right in front of my head here. This is lovely. Oh, so then, oh. so this is actually there is hair here, but it just looks like there's not. So it's coming in. It's getting a little thicker. Is this going to be like a weekly update of seeing what my no, hair just, looks like? We're going to do a weekly still... update to see how All my right. hair is coming in thicker. Right? So it's it's coming in. Thanks for asking uh, us, Scotty, and not embarrassing time, me or anything like next that. Next time we play golf in the summer, that thing better be shaved. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying, trying to get a grow it back. <laughs> I'm trying to grow it back. <laughs> Best bets. We're going to stick with the NFL, I'm assuming, right? What else is there? Well, there's NBA I'm basketball. Not, I'm not betting NBA basketball. College dude, basketball? Sorry. Dude, I gotta be honest with you. I'm still on into it. I'm, I still can't get know, into it. I know. Coach K's last year. They like, lost me with all the wokeness. They lost me with oh. all the wokeness, man. I was on thin ice anyway, and then you lost me with all the wokeness. I, I can't do it. Uh, I'm lost. Right, I'll, give I'm you the, I'll give you my first bet. Go ahead. Let's go. What? Go ahead. You, you start it off. Start it off. Whatever you want. I'm gonna go to Arrowhead. And I think seven and a half points in a playoff game is a lot. It is a lot. I know last week was insane. It was insane. Every game was, what, a three-point game except the Buffalo Bills that scored a touchdown in overtime? Every game ended with a scoring play as the last yep. play of the game. Yep, which is uncanny. And really, f it happened five times because in the Kansas City game it happened twice. Yeah, Regulation right. ended with a you're scoring right. play, <laughs> and the game ended with a scoring play. I, I think the Bengals' offense is very, very good. I, I think they're... It's I think very good. I think they're almost too good Ooh. to go away. Ooh. I don't think they win this game. I think we're looking at maybe Kansas City 34, Cincinnati 27. I think they get right under the belt. Oh, you're right on the number there. You must be crazy going against the Chiefs at Arrowhead, AFC Championship game. You're nuts, right? You're going to agree. I totally agree here. I just... I think sometimes there's magic, and you just got to roll with the magic. When I watch Joe Burrow talk about his kicker, the kicker after the game, like we He's knew so in... Made a, made a yeah, we knew, we knew about this guy in preseason. 
They Cincinnati has a swagger about them that right now. Now, if yep. they were playing anybody else in this playoffs right now, I would pick them to win the game outright. Unfortunately, they're going against the best team left in, in the playoffs. Yeah. So this is going to be a tough spot. Now, I've told you guys before, if I feel like if I feel like it's a possibility, I'm going to tell you, I think there's a possibility. You might want to throw a couple little beans down on the money line here. Because at 7, or I got it at 7. If it's seven and a half, dude, you're getting a really nice price. Thick and juicy. Probably like, I don't know, somewhere in the plus 400 range, somewhere like that. I don't know. We could probably look that up. But uh, I, I I like, I like, I'm for all the reasons that you mentioned, I think I like the Bengals in this game. And I think there's a really good chance that they win. I think there's a really good chance that they win this game out. Right? So give me the Bengals. Are you thinking the same thing along the lines that Kansas City might be a little worn out? I'm thinking more along the lines that the Bengals offensively are as good, if not better, than the Bills. And the Bills hung right in there. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, in fact, I think yep. the Bengals can probably run the ball better than the Bills. And, and I think they have more weapons outside. I mean, the Gabriel Davis more. stepped up big time. Yes. But Diggs was a ghost for most of the yes. game. Yes. So, I think I think this is why I'm saying, like, I think... But the O-line is scary. It is, but it doesn't seem to friggin' matter, and it certainly didn't matter in the second-to-last game of the season. Now, I just you could say that it's a regular season game, but that still mattered because Kansas City was trying to be the number one seed still. So, I certainly love getting seven or seven and a half points, but I think yep. there's a little chance that the they, Bengals they could win this game outright. If the Bengals won, it would be, you know, by a point, two points, three points. I can't see them winning handily. I could easily see the Chiefs winning handily. Yeah. But I got a feeling this is going to be pretty close, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals won it outright. So give me the Bengals plus the points, whatever it is, seven, seven and a half over the Chiefs. Peter. Oh, boy, here we go. Agrees. I was 2-0, or 4-0. Was I 4-0 yeah. last week? I'll give you 2-0. Uh, I think we only took two games last week. Uh, yeah, I'll give you credit credit, too. Although oh, you're right. The fact that I didn't cover that Buffalo game is a fucking travesty. It's just <laughs> but, disgusting. But, disgusting. But that's, that's something. That, 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 that happens again. Yep, yeah, well it done does. out of you, sir. Thank you. Uh, next game, NFC Championship game. The L.A. Rams are giving three and a half to the San Francisco 49ers. This is an L.A. Rams team who has lost six straight games to the 49ers. Six straight games. And they're favored think, by three and a half. I think they are due. I think they're confident. And I think the Niners' health finally catches up with them. I think they got a lot of guys that are just banged, banged up. up. Williams and Samuel and Kittle and their defensive backfield. And Warner went out two weeks ago with a bum ankle. I feel like the Rams now, they get over the hump by Stafford winning a playoff game. They beat the one and only the GOAT. Tom I know, Brady it's huge, right? It's huge. Now they go back to L.A. They're not selling tickets to San Francisco. They want home field advantage. And they beat the Niners by double digits. Double digits! Minus three and a half. Woo! Woo! Double digit victory for the Rams. As the great Lee Corso would say... Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> you are in this Niner train? Everything oh. <laughs> you've said so far is correct. I cannot deny the fact that the 49ers are banged up, uh, that Stafford is better than Jimmy G, um, the defensive backfield for the Rams is better, Rams are certainly due, McVay has been here before, and he knows, you know, I, I, listen, I think the Rams are a better team. How on earth can you deny the fact that the 49ers have beat them six straight times. There's something there, folks. Two times, you're like, eh, shit happens. Three times, huh, got a little something here. Four times, 
This is like big brother smacking around little brother. Five times you're like, this is impossible. Six times. Six freaking times. For those of you who don't know how many games are played, that's three years. That's three friggin' years. The, the, the Rams haven't beaten San Francisco since before COVID, okay? We've been in COVID for like <laughs> 17 and a half years, right? So I can't help it. I think the I think the Niners step up. I think they get pressure on Stafford. If there's one thing about Stafford, we know is that he can go on little streaks of having turnovers, and he will chuck it up. We complained earlier about Aaron Rodgers not taking chances. Ho, 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 ho. Matt Stafford is not the same guy as Aaron Rodgers. He will chuck it up there. And if if the Niners with Bosa and uh, who's the other dude? Armstead. Armstead. If they can get some pressure there on, on uh, Matt Stafford, he chucks it up maybe to get an interception or two, keep it close. All you got to do, 49ers, is keep it close with five minutes left. And then the handsome man, Jimmy G, will take over and get you to the Super Bowl. So give me the four. I think they win this game outright. I don't need the points, but I'm going to take them. Give me the 49ers plus three and a half. Three and a half. They lost six straight games. Give me the Niners plus the three and a half over the Rams. And I'm I'm I, I like I like the money line a lot on this one because the, the the Niners win by six. 27-21. That's what I'm thinking. 27-21. What do you think about that? I hate it. I know you do. So <laughs> what what were your two? <laughs> I got the Bengals plus seven and a half, and the Rams minus three and a half. I agree on the Bengals, and I'm going to take the Niners plus the three and a half to easily, easily dismantle the Rams. It's going to be a hell of a weekend, that's for I sure. I bro. If they if they lose seven straight, seven what, straight, do you fire what McVay? Is, you no, know, but the, I mean, you got to start wondering, like. I mean, Incredible. they're division rivals. I mean, they're not going anywhere. Hey, I wanted to point something out. Uh, I meant to say it earlier, but I, I, I got I got off track here. I don't know if you saw this, but Chiefs fans got together somehow. I don't know what if there was some social media behind this, but I don't know. But Chiefs fans ended up donating over $100,000 to the Buffalo Children's Hospital. Now, I believe no this. Yeah, this is like, I believe that um, Josh Allen has a big connection with the Children's Hospital up there in Buffalo. And... Um, for whatever reason, I don't know if there was some, like I said, I don't know if there was some kind of social media get together package that was put together. Here's a put. Oh, o that's great. Over $100,000 by Chiefs fans donated to the Buffalo Children's Hospital. Incredible stuff. Cool. Very, very cool. And uh, kudos to you. We saw at the end of that game, Pat Mahomes went over to Josh Allen, gave him a big hug. Lots of sportsmanship. Left left the celebration to go find them. Yeah, I, just a lot of class. And then I got to be honest, the Kansas City Chiefs fans, whoever you were that donated all that money, kudos to you as well. A very good look. Very good look for Missouri and Kansas I, City the last, Chiefs. The last thing I want to do is make this about me. But as a Bronco fan, I really want to hate the Chiefs. I love Mahomes and I love Reed. Yeah. I, I just – they're just – well, you know what it is, too, Mahomes, dude? Mahomes, there's some things that Mahomes is starting to bother me on, like the head bobbing and always like, that's starting to like, get weird to me. But he's a but, pretty humble guy. No, he's a good dude. Yeah. His brother and his wife are fucking bananas. I don't get into that shit. So I I, I saw that there was, she, I don't know, was she shaking her ass either, or something? What was she doing? Time? She's nuts, and the brother's even worse. But you want to talk about jumping on someone's back for fame. Yeah, right? seriously. Uh, I was just oh thinking that. Like, oh, so you're just, you're, got you're average, so you just jump on your brother's back, and he just, <laughs> he stays humble, which is fantastic, so. Yeah, he doesn't say anything about it, which is cool, but, <laughs> but uh, you know how much I love Andy Reid. I like Spags, and 
they just have a good thing hard going on hard team not to appreciate yeah. uh yeah. yeah i just want to say this too there was a lot of there was a lot of so and then we're going to talk a little bit of baseball before we get out of here but there was a lot of, and I get it, I totally get it, but there was a lot of Tom Brady hate out there on social media. Thank God, F Tom Brady, glad he's added a playoffs. And this was during the game, but then after the game, obviously. It's about time, no more Tom Brady. Trust me when I tell you people, you're all going to miss him when he's gone. Because eventually this does come to an end, and you're all going to miss him when he's gone. How many of you... Wish you could have Michael Jordan back. How many of you wish you could have Kobe back? How many of you wish you could have a Peyton Manning back? How Derek many of you, yeah? How many of you wish you could have Derek Jeter back? Uh, how many of you wish you can have you know Larry Wayne Bird Gretzky and Magic back. Johnson, Wayne Gretzky? Be careful when you're when yep. you get to watch greatness. You know, we talk golf. Once golf starts really getting into shape, we talk golf. A lot of people, you know, you have your Tiger lovers and your Tiger haters. But the, I'm a Tiger hater, but I love Tiger being there. I just want to see him get beat, right? But right. when he's not there, you're like, shit, we're missing Tiger. Or I look back and I say, Arnold Palmer, well, I wish I wish we had an Arnold Palmer. I wish we had Jack Nicholas. Be very careful. When you're fortunate enough to be able to watch greatness for a long time, you're never going to see anything like Tom Brady again the rest of your life. You're not going to see a guy who plays for 20, 25 years, whatever the hell he ends up playing for, and he's playing at the best at the end. He just played, he just had like his best season ever, and he's 44 years old. Be really careful about wishing not to see greatness anymore, okay? Because that's why we watch sports in the first place to watch guys elevate themselves above what we even think is possible, all right? So be very careful about saying, oh, I'm glad he's gone. When Because he, when he's really gone, you're going to say, shit, like I'm stuck well, with Zach Wilson of the Jets, okay? Well and you may not you may not love that, okay? You had some baseball news for us. Yeah, just real quick, uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame has elected one member. Just one. To this year's class. And unfortunately, it was Red Sox designated hitter David Ortiz. Why do you say unfortunately? Uh, I have... I, for the non-Yankee I, fans I, out there. I, I, hate, I hate David Ortiz. Um, I watched him hit fucking home run after home run in big game after big game against left-hand specialists, against right-hand flamethrowers, whatever the hell the case for was. Those of you out here, for those of you out there who don't know, Scotty and I are both huge Yankee fans, and David Ortiz is basically a Yankee killer, along with Man Ram Manny Ramirez. So, uh, yeah, he's kind of... For, he's very Tom Brady like for me as a Jets fan. Like I have no choice but to respect Tom Brady. But for 20 years, he just stuck a hot poker up my ass, and we didn't have a chance of of doing anything. And that's what David Ortiz was. David Ortiz was a Yankee killer. I mean, he was a great player, but he was even better against the Yankees. Oh my god! But you have to respect it. You gotta yeah, respect yeah. it. Like unbelievable uh, player. I have two questions for you. Yes, sir. My first question is a simple one: How? How what? How did he get in the Hall of Fame on his first try with all the allegations that he had on him? Well, is there a lot of allegations? There's enough to keep everyone else out, but he's in. Well, so most of those guys, the, the allegations are pretty damning. <sighs> you know, I don't know where you're going. Maybe there's a little racial component on this one. I'm not sure, but I don't know. No, no, no. I, not at all. Not no, at no, I'm not saying that's where you're going. I'm, I went there. I won't put that on you. I'll put it on me. Like, I went there. I I think that happens sometimes. I think also the allegations were, how do I say this? I don't want to say not proven because you can say that about all of them, but they were, I'll say they're a little thinner. The allegate, like, oh, first of all, like Mark McGuire admitted it. 
Barry Bonds, there's a whole goddamn book written about him. Sammy Sosa, I mean, come on. If he yeah. would have hit 50 home runs, you'd have been like, that was fantastic. He hit 60 home <laughs> runs for three years, and you're like, that's impossible. And, and never led the league in home runs. Yeah, so this is for another conversation about steroids and baseball, and I'll have an answer for that in a second. But I don't know. I just, I don't know. I never really, I never thought of David Ortiz as one of those guys. Is it possible? I don't know. Maybe it's even probable. I don't know. But I never, I, me, me never, I never lumped him in with those guys that I was pretty goddamn sure had used Roger Clemens. So I, those I, have guys. A counter, I have a counter to your one statement, and then I have a, you have a second question. question, too. Yeah. I do. My counter is I, I believe it's more of a, and my brother's brought this up. I'll give him credit. I don't want to take credit from the ESPN. Boston bias is a real thing. East Coast bias in general, for East sure. Coast, Sean well, they're, C and yeah, they're Connecticut. Guys, that right? Peter Gammons and yeah. going on down the list. Um, but you got to understand, there has to be what 80 percent for him to get in. So no, it can't send whatever the hell it is. Uh, and my second question to you is: Is it time to just put all these guys in? Okay, so I'll answer that question in a minute. Let me just say this: My criteria. Here's how I do Hall of Fame. Okay. When you say if a you name, to, if you have to doubt it, it's not a whole. If I have to think about it for more than like five to ten seconds, it's a no for me because I think it's supposed to be really special. It's not the Hall of Great and the Hall of like really good. It's the Hall of Fame. Like these are these are supposed to be no brainers. Now, I may have different no brainers than you because I think Don Mattingly. When I think of Don Mattingly, I think a Hall of Famer because there was yeah. a stretch of his career where I felt like he was the best player at his position in the league. And we could talk about Keith Hernandez and all this stuff. Keith Hernandez was never even close to the hitter that Don Mattingly was. Okay. So um, I, I, for me, it just has to be like, is he a Hall of Famer? Oh, yeah. And then he is. And when I think of David Ortiz, yes, he's a Hall of Famer because he's just such a winner. I don't know what his numbers are. I don't care what his numbers are because just when I think of him, I think a Hall of Famer. But I think he's just a tremendous, tremendous hitter, basically. Yeah. And let's be yeah, honest, yeah. it was pretty much yeah. just a hitter, which is oh, also yeah. makes it... A little different than a lot of other players that Definitely. have made it into Hall of Fame. What was the next part of that? Yes, I thought about this today when you're talking about the steroid era. I think it's time to move on with an asterisk. Okay, yep. I I don't think it's okay to just put them in because everybody was doing it. We have evidence. Andy Pettit probably is not going to be a Hall of Famer, but he admitted it. Uh, we know Barry Bonds did. Your head doesn't grow at 39 years old, two hat sizes. Uh, you know, we have so much evidence, entire books written about it. Pretty sure Roger Clemens did. We had people on the record saying that they gave it to him. We know Mark McGuire has acknowledged it. We pretty much think Sammy. So put these guys in. Put them in. Just put a little mark next to it. And on the bottom of the page, asterisk, this was a steroid era. These guys, there were allegations, if not confirmed cases. Yeah, and be done with it because they belong in the Hall of Fame. Wait. Because I don't know who else was, just put them in. But I also think it should be acknowledged that some of their numbers, if not some of the most amazing part of their numbers, may have been enhanced. Because And when people say, well, they're facing pitchers that were using steroids, well, that just means the ball's coming in harder and it means it's going to go out even faster. I, right, so that's right. not an excuse to make it okay. Both, if, if they're both doing it. Like... <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean like – that doesn't balance it out. Okay? So um, – it's not. It's like, well, he's on. He's on uh, heroin, but he also takes cocaine, and they balance out. So don't worry about it. No, it doesn't work like that. Your heart's gonna explode, and you're gonna die. So it doesn't make it okay. But I just say, put them in. If they deserve to be in, put them in, and just put an asterisk. I think this is very easy. Yep. 
I think they would even accept that. And if they didn't, fuck them if they don't accept it because you right. put yourself in this position most likely. Barry Bonds will have nothing. Would you rather be in with an asterisk or would you rather be out? Yeah. And frankly, under those scenarios, you could do the exact same thing um, for Pete Rose. Put Pete Rose in with a double asterisk and on the bottom of that page, put double asterisk. Uh, we there's potential that he bet on. We know he bet on baseball games. We don't, you know, and that's against rules. Blah blah well, blah. Put your little Joe, explanation. Joe Morgan came out and wrote that book years back. Whatever goes, we don't want these guys in our Hall of Fame. Well, it's not just yours, Joe. No offense. No, I, exactly, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it doesn't Joe just belong Morgan's, to you. Joe Morgan's Cooper Town. Yeah, and I have I mean, a shit ton of respect for Joe Morgan. So don't get me wrong, but it's not just your Hall of Fame. So it doesn't really work like that. I, so the funny thing is, I've I've evolved. And I think that's what time is supposed to do in situations Gee, like this. I always this. heard you were a grower. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I was one that said, keep them out. Screw them. They cheated. They're out. That's just the way it works. You cheat. You get caught. You're out. And all these guys have been caught. Either they've admitted it or we know. Okay. Yeah. But time has passed. We know who they are. We now know more information than we knew then. We now know that most – there was a – that you know what Jose Canseco, who was considered a crazy man at the time when he said that eighty percent of guys in baseball are doing steroids, we now know he was probably right, and it's possible that he was even even underestimating the the percentage right. of players that were okay. When Brett Boone is hitting fifty home runs at second base, uh, when the year before, when his greatest year before that was fifteen. When you look at my favorite was when you look at Brady Anderson's oh. uh, baseball reference: <laughs> nine, eleven, twelve, fifty-five, 12, yeah. 11. What the f- <laughs> Yeah, he just found it one season, right? He had, he had he had garden hoses going up and oh down his arm, but but he was yeah, he was all natural. All right, hey so bro. so I've come a long way. I used to say no, but now I say put him in, put the asterisks. This way they're in, but we all know and and the future and 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 our progeny knows this is what happened at the time. Hey, year number two, episode one. Incredible, huh? Incredible. Number 53, I got a couple names on this list at number five. Two-time All-Star, 2005 Gold Glove, a Philly Yankee Angel, among other teams, right fielder Bobby Abreu was an underrated player. He was an underrated. He was a good player. player. He was soft. Right? Didn't like to play through injuries. And every time his foot hit the warning jack. (laughs) Professional professional hitter, though. Professional hitter. Uh, number four, four-time Super Bowl champ, two-time Pro Bowler, and certified maniac outside linebacker Bill Romanowski. Yes. Also part of the steroid era. Oh, my God. <laughs> number three, a rising star. I, think, I, I just want to clarify. I think he was God. part of the um, – what was that San Francisco-based with the, with, the, with the cream in the clear? That's where Bonds got his shit. I can't remember. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and uh, and the Oakland company too, right? With yeah, uh, yeah, it was all those guys on the West Coast. So Romanowski was part of that yeah, crew that yeah. got it. Nobody cared because he played football, but but he was suspended. <laughs> he was suspended at least two times that I that I can remember for PED he spit, use. He spit in a guy's face. Uh, he was a he was a maniac. Uh, number three, like I said, rising star, 2018 Defensive Rookie of the Year, three-time All-Pro, three-time Pro Bowler. He's only been in the league four years. Colts middle linebacker Darius Leonard. Mm, nice player. On an Number aggressive, two. on an aggressive Colts defense, which during the Peyton Manning would have loved to have these kind of defenses during dude, his he, time there. Dude, he's the he's the best at getting the ball out. Yeah, punches that thing out. Yep, tremendous. Number two, Super Bowl champ, nine-time Pro Bowl, two-time All-Pro, Giants Hall of Famer Harry Carson. Great, I met him a couple times. I met him too. He's a really nice Super guy. Super sharp dude. Yeah, really cool. 
a lot of you know he was nice he came spoke at uh our team that spoke to our team when i was coaching in midland park when i was a, oh, a nice. wee young man i think 23 years old Oof. very nice with no with no chip head on his head no i had a full head of hair number one this guy's i was looking at this guy's stats they're incredible let me hear him Four-time Super Bowl champ, seven-time All-Pro, nine-time Pro Bowl, 1970, 1980, both All-Decade team. Oof. Maybe one of the best centers of all time, Steelers Hall of Famer Mike Webster. Four championships. All you need to know. Hell of a player. Hey, I don't know if you knew this, but the atomic number of iodine, iodine is 53. Important because when you get those cuts... Oh, yeah. Uh, 53 first. The country code for Cuba is 53. Just letting you know in case you were calling down there for cigars or something. When I, you know? get, when I get my scouting job for the Yankees. I'll yeah, yeah. You got to go yeah. down there. Now, if you've ever seen the movie The Grinch, according to The Grinch, he put up with the Who's Christmas cheer for 53 years. It's a long time to deal with their Christmas cheer before you go down there and ruin Christmas for them. So kudos <laughs> to him. The guy was patient. I'll give him that. <laughs> um... <laughs> a long time dude you think he put up with that shit for 43 years he's like fuck this i'm going down there and, and breaking this shit up enough's enough already people um i don't know if you know this but the number of beads on a rosemary just the hail mary beads now there are hail mary beads there are our father beads and then there's a nicene creed bead and then there's the cross there are things to do but the hail mary beads on a rose uh, on a rosary there's 53 of them how about that bet you didn't know that and then finally how many, and let's bring it back to sports, of course. How many players are allowed on an NFL roster? 53. Imagine. It should be increased with other games. I That's totally agree. Let's ju let's jump that up to 60. There's more guys getting yeah. paid. You got more depth on a team. Hey, let's forget adding more teams and adding more players to the roster. I like that idea a lot. Let's bump that thing to 60. I think that'd be a good idea. Good job, my man. You came with it today. Don't mess with Scotty when it comes to stats and numbers and players and people because he's always there. Thank God he's here because I'd be like, who's that guy? What's that guy? I don't know. What's his name? You know who I'm talking about, right? That guy. The guy who plays running back. That guy, the coach. What's his name? For Scott Bracey, I'm Pete Colasano. You've been listening to Bump and Run. We'll catch you guys next week.